truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on The Blaze. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. And if you would like to join us, we'd love that. We are going to open up the phone lines next hour at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. And you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's how you can email us. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. For those of you uh, that would like to like us on Facebook, do us a favor. Click like 27 times so that at least one of them may, if indeed Facebook is uh, shining upon thee today, might even count one of them. Yeah, and sacrifice a goat along with it. I hear that helps us uh, get more credit if you do that. Facebook likes that type of stuff, I guess. Fickle gods. Indeed. Uh, if you not help me now, screw you, Joe Boo. Yes. Okay. Uh, so like us on Facebook 27 times. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. We are going to open up the phone lines next hour. We're going to do fake news or not and today's truth bomb all in one fell swoop because uh, – Our Facebook page blew up with the very limited people Facebook has allowed us to acknowledge or following it. Uh, Our Facebook page blew up on Friday with people basically claiming that I am fake news. So I'm going to let you agree or disagree uh, with me or my detractors. And and I may be wrong. That's why we're doing this. You know, I mean, I'm not going to create my own echo chamber to combat the echo chamber I'm, obvi- I'm, I'm often pushing back against. So I may be the one in the wrong here. We will have that conversation coming up uh, on the next hour. Coming up uh, at the bottom of this hour, we'll get to some Pop Culture Tuesday. We look at the intersection between uh, culture and conservatism. And we're going to talk about the new Captain Marvel movie. And Todd and I are going to go head to head to see if we can convince Aaron to leave the house to see it. It's a tall task. It is. It is. And it's a Herculean one even. And it's funny how Aaron and I are so totally opposite. Like I will leave my house all the time to go within a three square. If, if it's something I want to do within a three and maybe five, you know, maybe a five square mile radius, I'll leave all the time. I'll be gone a lot. All right. I just don't want to go uh, on long play, you know, on long trips. Aaron is the exact opposite. I can't get him to come to my house. I literally live across the street. He won't come over to play poker. Uh, the movie theater is uh, across the street the other way. He won't go. Uh, but he will. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm uh, jumping in my mini coupe with a selfie stick and I'm going to go see uh, Little Bighorn. I actually am going to go to the Grand Canyon again this Memorial Day. So. <laughs> it's just odd. He won't go anywhere. That's close by. He doesn't want to leave the house for any of that. But if it requires a trek, you are much more amicable to to going. That is just odd to me. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? It's I I'm I'm fine with myself. I'm comfortable in my own skin. You prayed about it. You feel real good about I, where you're at right now. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of feel bad though now that you put it that way. Just you do you do invite me over to your house like every poker, and I'm like. Eh. Like, what'd you do last night? What were you doing at, like, 8.30 last night? Um, prepping to go to bed. <laughs> I'll take, I can't believe he's still single for $1,000, Alex. <laughs> what kind of regime, skincare regime do you have to prep to go to bed, Dad? I want to know, I want to know what single millennial woman in this audience... Hit me up on Facebook if you thought that was hot, all right? <laughs> 
I want to know if you're out there somewhere. 26 is the new 60, guys. Come on. Yes. Hey, one of the cool things about getting to do this show for a living is we get to support noble causes like can we get Aaron to leave the home? Uh, or uh, taking, now this is a cause that Aaron would do. He would do this. Like if I said to Aaron, Aaron, <clears throat> there's some people across the street that need to know Jesus. And Aaron's like, uh, I'm prepping to go to bed. If I said to Aaron, Aaron, what do you think about like a mission trip to North Korea? He'd be, uh, that's, that seems interesting. All over it. Yeah, all over it. All right. So back to Jerusalem is the ministry for you. They want to take the word of God to close countries all over the world, uh, from communist China uh, to North Korea, Somalia, and Iran. And the way they have found a way to get through the gatekeepers in these closed countries. And by the way, what do we mean by closed country? These are oppressive regimes that have closed their people off to the word of God. Uh, they don't want them to have access to the hope and inspiration found in God's word, because that's one way you keep people oppressed as you deny them that hope. You deny them that inspiration. If if you want to do something about that, here's the solution that they've come up with that back to Jerusalem and taken the word of God and they've put it in an electronic form that's about we big, about the size of a pill so they can sneak it in to be downloaded. It's easier to get it past the gatekeepers. It costs $15 per version, per one of these Bibles to get them across one of these borders. That's essentially the their ministerial costs. If you want to help them cover that cost, if this is a cause that you want to support, go to blazehelp.org. That's blazehelp.org or give them a call at 844-305-0566, 0566 And now here's Aaron. With what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away. Brought to you by... Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Are you for or against third trimester abortions? So the the question is about abortion and reproductive rights. And and my answer to you is that that should be a decision that the woman makes. The following is a clip from a Hulu show called Shrill, aptly named, where the protagonist has an abortion. Some cramping is normal. Everything looks great, and we're about two-thirds of the way finished now. You're doing great, honey. Almost done. How are you feeling? Better. Like, I I feel really, really good. I got myself into this huge... But I made a decision only for me, for myself, and I got myself out of it. Good. I don't know. I feel very powerful right now. Caroline Farrow is a Catholic journalist from Britain. She appeared on Good Morning Britain yesterday. She details in a tweet thread how when she got home from her appearance, she found out she had been reported for misgendering someone on Twitter months ago. She says the police are trying to require her to have a taped interview regarding the incident, and if she doesn't turn up, she'll be arrested. She goes on to say she'd be fine with a little time in jail since she has five kids and needs to catch up on some sleep. Now that, ladies and gentlemen is how you play the game, if you play the game at all. Library apologizes for allowing child sex offender to entertain children at a drag queen story time. Another scalp for the Me Too movement, Warner Brothers chief Kevin Sujihara was forced to step down after an internal investigation found he offered movie roles in exchange for sex. Aside from Harvey Weinstein, it might be the biggest name in Hollywood to fall. 
The Federalist Sean Davis tried to post a transcript of an interview with former FBI employee and leftist hack Lisa Page, except he says only he could see it. Turns out Twitter confirmed to him later in the day he had, in fact, been shadow banned. So that's cool. Former ESPN anchor Jamel Hill says the Electoral College was created to preserve slavery. Just a bit outside. And finally, you'll never guess what a female Muslim doctor had to say about Donald Trump on CNN. Viewers should know this president and this administration is often castigated as Islamophobic. But I move in the Muslim world, in Egypt, in Oman, in Jordan, in Iraqi Kurdistan, where this president is beloved. This president and the Republican Party, going back to George Bush, is very dearly held. Today is the anniversary of Halabja, the massacre of 180,000 Kurds at the hands of Saddam Hussein. That only changed because of a Republican president. So it's very important not to, not to uh, uh, lose so much perspective that we start believing our entire government is Islamophobic. That's not the case. Dr. Kanta Ahmed. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Roses are red, violets are blue, intersectionality doesn't surprise, but sometimes it do. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> that clip, I love it. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today. We really can't, we can't thank you enough. Thank you. What you don't know is that interview was like two and a half minutes. Uh, let's, uh, uh, let's remind you. That uh, Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, we're not big into excuses and victimology around here. No more excuses for not eating your vegetables, all right? No more. They're gone. They're done. They're gone. Um, or gone, as I just said, combining the two words. Our friends at uh, Brickhouse Nutrition have come up with uh, a solution to your excuses. And also uh, to put those uh, th- those minerals, vitamins, those antioxidants that a lot of us are not getting uh, in our lifestyles because a lot of that is stripped of the produce that we actually get around to eating when we rarely get around to eating it. Now you can put it all right back in your lifestyle as nature and your created creator intended by putting one scoop in any cup of a water-based drink, stirring it together. Uh, and getting your dose of Field of Greens. Now, this is not a supplement, okay? This is actual real food. I mean, it's made from real fruits, made from real vegetables. Uh, That's why when you look at the label, uh, it says nutrition facts, not supplement facts. If you want to give this a shot and it tastes great as well, it's a regular part of my regimen in my lifestyle, go to BrickHouseSteve.com. That's BrickHouseSteve.com. That's the website. 15% off your first order today if you use my name as a promo code Steve at BrickHouseSteve.com. Well, let's get to uh, let's get to today's montage because uh, there are several things in there of note. Um, let's start with the the the, uh, the abortion issues at the top. So the, the Democrats are going to run on open infanticide. They're going to run on this now. All right, this is pretty obvious. Um, and what's going to be fascinating, you know, there, there have been plenty of times that the, that Trump's persona, his bombacity has not worked in our favor and, uh, has created more collateral damage. It's burned the village to save it. You think that's an appropriate analogy? And, and we've never been shy about pointing out those times, have we? No. Every once in a while though. The reverb is fun, okay? Because this is one instance where the bombacity 
it can only his his persona i believe can only help us and i don't think it can hurt us i don't because he's going to say words and use terms within this debate and we've already seen it He's used terms like executing. I mean, these are the sorts of things I have tried. I can't tell you how many times, how many of Republicans I have tried to get to use terminology like this throughout the course of my career, both as a broadcaster, uh, as an activist, um, analyst, whatever term you want to put on the various hats I've worn in, in this uh, in this arena. Um, he's going to use them all. He is going to use them all. And what I love about it is, you know, on the life issue for a long time, politically, we have gotten all, how does our colleague Daniel Horowitz describe it? We've gotten all of the stinger and none of the honey. Is that how he's described, how he kind of describes it? You know, how Republic, so we get no credit for showing any restraint on this issue at all. Like I'll never forget watching Mitt Romney run pro-choice television ads in three states, one of them my own, Iowa, Virginia. If you live there, you saw them probably too. It was three, four, five states maybe. And these were states where he wanted you to know that he uh, didn't want to make women that uh, had uh, been raped or been victims of incest. He wasn't like that to ridiculous, those ridiculous Senate candidates in Missouri in Indiana that thought all life was sacred. You guys remember this? And he ran all those yes. ads with women saying, you can kill your kid. Mitt's going to let you kill your kid. Do you know how many of those states Romney won? Low number? It's really low. Like the lowest number. Won zero. Didn't win any of them, actually. Didn't win any of them. In fact, in Virginia, if I remember right, this is documented in Rules for Patriots. I'd have to pull out the exact stat, but I, I want to say evangelical turnout in Virginia declined by 8% from 2008 to 2012. So what's your... Let me just translate this for you because this is kind of a difficult I, – I understand this is a difficult thing. You're saying that when Republicans run as pro-choice, that doesn't exactly help to turn out their base. Is that what you're alluding to here? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. If, and, and as complicated as that may sound, yeah. when Republicans uh, run on the other side's message and run as if they are afraid of their own, they tend to lose. Yeah. Yeah, instead of – making you run into a burning building he has a way of making you want to set yourself on fire yes can you well yes put. well yeah put. this is where you're like tell me what i need to say to make this stop yeah. yeah exactly now one thing i can tell you about trump though he has been a long-term advocate uh in making partial birth late-term abortions illegal i know this for a fact I know that when the New York Republican Party recruited was trying to recruit him to run for governor back in 2014, that was one of the issues he said that he thought they were weak on, that they needed to beef that up, that that was an issue that he absolutely thought he thought that was a heinous practice, and then he thought he could absolutely win on an issue like that, even in a state like New York. All right, so... You know, while he's held 46 different positions on when are we ever going to defend defund Planned Parenthood? Never. And all, all you know, and, and, you know, do they do ma- on this one? On this one, this is it. This is something he actually has held pretty firm on. And he's going to use the most incendiary language the Overton window will tolerate. And it will be glorious. And whether you want to vote for him next year or not, you should be cheering this on because he's going to force them to defend their position on this in language on a national platform they never have before. All right. And he's going to get called all the same. You know, John McCain ran the first time he ran for president in 2000. 
he ran on a platform of Roe v. Wade should not be overturned. And then when he ran again in 2008, then he ran on Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, and and Nayral, three minutes after McCain clinched the nomination, came out with a press release that he was the most anti-choice candidate ever. They're, they're going to do that no matter who the Republican. The Republicans can nominate Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski. And the 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 Mur- and Murder Inc. is going to run on uh, these women hate women and don't want you to have. That's the game, right? No matter what. And we've been going up against this shibboleth all of our lives. It is about time someone wearing your uniform said, uh, we're going to return fire here and you all can run on ex- baby executors, baby murder, and you're all baby killers. How do you like them apples? You guys can run on that. Okay. And we'll see if uh, Bobby Kennedy wannabe with his waving arms, because he seemingly can't talk without doing the wave with his waving arms can say, I think it's just really cool to take a live kid and execute it. All right. He's going to make them defend this. Because A, I, I, know for, I know for a fact this is something he really believes. And B, I also know for a fact dude loves cultural flashpoints that rhetorically provoke the other side. In fact, we all know that for a fact because what have we seen for, the, for pretty much the last four years since he became a political item? What have we seen? Provoking the other side. He loves provoking the other side with cultural flashpoints, yes. This is going to merge both of those things together. He loves being told he's the most pro-life president ever. I can tell you from people that have been in the room with him and tell him that, the gleam in the eye that he gets, he loves being told that, okay? So all three of these things are going to harmonically converge. And you are going to get a substantive debate on the life issue in a presidential election, probably the likes you haven't seen um, since Reagan was writing abortion in the conscience of a nation in the white house. All right. I'm not, and, 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 and save your emails. Okay. They're already sent. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. the, and the 10% of Shannon joy's audience who thinks it's your job to inspect your 12 me. Um, you, uh, this isn't, this isn't, I don't care whether you vote for Trump or not. This is, this is not, this is, I don't care. But this is, this is, this is not a moral equivalency I'm drawing. It's a situational one. And there is a difference. All right. So he's going to provoke a debate on this and he won't stay off of it either. I think he'll ride this thing as, as often as he possibly can. So, uh, I'm going to be, you know, Christopher Walken over there looking at Will Ferrell. And every time we get off this, uh, every time there's a debate in the middle of the song, you know, should we slow it down? I'm going to break in. I'm coming across the glass. I'm going to break in. I'm going to say, you know what this thing needs? More cowbell. You guys agree or disagree on that? Largely agree. Yeah, absolutely. I it, I hope his level of uh, focus and staying power on that has a core beyond the gleam in the eye and the words, but um, I, 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 more than a political ploy. But yes, of course, it is the right tactic, undeniably so. Yeah, and regardless of whether or not you think that um, just because Trump says things that that actually means that things are going to change, um, it, it probably doesn't most of the time. We're talking strictly, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Steve, but we're talking strictly about rhetoric here and what that can accomplish, at least in my mind. And that can get accomplish quite a bit. Light, salt, 
That's a those things are cleansing. One, this is going to put light on the never Trump cultists who are going to find out all of a sudden that oh boy, Donald Trump's rhetoric has now made me pro-choice. That's going to shed light on their cultism and their idolatry. That's going to be fun to watch and really depressing too. The other thing is we're going to shed even more light on what the left really le- uh, believes about abortion, which is what you posted on Twitter and what I had at the beginning of the montage, which mm-hmm. is strictly red rum, red rum. No doubt about it. Uh, and 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 what can winning a rhetorical argument do? Quite a bit, as Aaron said. It's the it's it's another classic Margaret Thatcherism. First, you win the debate, and then you win, uh, and then you win the the uh, the vote. Okay, we've not had a rhetorical. A, a tr- we have we have not ever in my time involved in full time political activism. Has there been a true national debate about what is happening here? It, it's never happened. Even the partial birth abortion ban under Bush, which, by the way, the reason you're debating this is the partial birth abortion ban that all these Republicans like to champion didn't ban any abortions. I've, I've told you that my whole career. The Carhartt Gonzalez is the biggest canard in the history of the pro-life movement. Okay, It didn't ban any abortions. She basically went to the Nazis and said, hey, use Zyklon Z instead of Zyklon Y at your concentration camps. But you can still use Zyklon, just not this brand. And didn't shut anything down. That's what you did. So the fact that we're having this whole argument all over again is indicative that all these years I told you this is true. Okay? This is true. We didn't ban anything. And all we did and that and, and that campaign was waged the most passive aggressive way possible. Like we were apologetic for doing this. This is where this is where Samson's going to tear down some temples of Dagon. And I'm all for it, man. In fact, I'll help you I'll help him give those a push. I like watching demons plunged face down in the dirt. And he's gonna he's going to provoke them on this, and I think I think if you if you are pro life and you let whatever feelings you have about Donald Trump get in the way of this, then you've decided that your opinion of Donald Trump is more important than those babies. Congratulations, you're exactly yes. like all the Robert Jeffers sellouts yep. that have done the same thing for on the other end of the equation all these years that you've that you've uh, that you've nailed and and hated. You are which you you've become that which you hate. You're resetting the open borders column that we're yes. going to talk about later on today but on the issue of life. You yes. are, you are ultimately just for abortion. Yeah, you ultimately you just want to hate Donald Trump. Period. That's that's just what you want, okay? Similar to ultimately you just want to love Donald Trump. Period. You know, that's what you want. Okay. Uh, the um, the misgendering story. I, I saw that this morning and my, my Twitter response is coming your coming to a neighborhood near you in about 18 months. This is coming that, your that way. That long? Uh, and I, I tried to come that up with my, something. That was my first yeah. response too. Uh, but but it, it is something wicked, Mr. Bradbury, this way comes. It's on its way. All right. Can't stop, won't stop, as Aaron often likes to say. Uh, as Todd likes to say, all the old lies they told you about, you know, this is uh, a, a, a dreadful decision. Uh, these are consenting adult. Those were all lies. All right. And, and, and by the way, the woman in that Hulu clip, that's not, the, that's not the, the first example of someone that murdered another human being. It said it gave them power. That's what, you know, people murder for two reasons. One, they feel powerless. And two, they want to feel powerful. You know, I mean, I I could have taken that clip of that Hulu show and go, you know what, you know what, in fact, let's do this. You want a fun thought experiment? 
and I haven't even watched the show yet. It's on my, it's in my queue. Um, several people that uh, I know and trust have recommended that I watch it. The Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Yep. All right. So for a fun, for a fun thought experiment, watch that clip from that Hulu show that Aaron just shared with you and then go watch the Ted Bundy tapes and just tell me what's the difference. That's what I was, I should never doubt myself because that's what I was going to do. I was gonna gonna do you thought it was going too far? Side. Not really. No, I just, when I came in this morning, I didn't have quite enough time. But side by side by the Jeff, some of the Jeffrey Dahmer interviews, yeah. uh, side by side with the Ted Bundy, things killers say, not necessarily said by serial killers, but things serial killers probably would say. Yeah. Um, if you were capable of feeling remorse after murdering somebody, guess what you probably would not have done in the first place? Killed them. Killed, murdered them. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's that. But um, the story of Caroline Farrow and you know getting a and the way she's playing it too, put it in public. Yep. I'm happy to go to jail. Yep. This is she's doing what I have been recommending this entire time. You want to you want you want you the culture needs to see us suffer for this. Okay? They need to see it. You know, they 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 needed to see Kim Davis go to jail. All right. People, people don't want to believe these things can happen. Uh, we are sons of, of Adam and daughters of Eve. We, we, we are masters of the passive aggressive. We will kick the can down the road for as long as we possibly can when we are, when, when confronted with, with issues of moral divisiveness, make them see it, make them see it. Like, I want to go back to that Hulu clip in that Hulu clip. You see an abortion though, from the perspective of the person getting the abortion, but you don't see what abortion actually yep. is. When Unplanned comes out here in about 10 days, you're going to see what abortion actually is. All right? You're going to see it. Okay? Notice, and you know, I've, I've always thought it was interesting. If, 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 if abortion's so bad, and it's not a, if, it's, if it's not bad, and it's not a kid, how come Planned Parenthood doesn't let you see your, um, uh, doesn't let you see your sonogram? Why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you show it to the woman and say, so we're going to take these, you know, we're going to take this, these scissors, we're going to snip it right here at the neck, right here, right here. And you're gonna, and the neck's going to break and we're going to suck it out limb by limb. And you're going to, if you look over here to your right, you know, we kind of put it, in fact, we're going to bring it right into view so you can watch its remains limb by limb, along with all the amniotic fluid, the blood and, 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 and the water that make, that comprises uh, the, the human body. You're going to watch membrane by membrane as it comes through the tubing here. And, you know, we're going to celebrate as this hat. Why wouldn't they do that? Because it's a horror story. Because it is a horror story. The fact that they don't is indicative of the fact that it is. And they know that it is. They know that it is. Um, Jamel Hill. Um, let's talk about buying or selling a home this year. I, I just, Jamel Hill is the person that the comments section at Breitbart would have to create if she didn't actually exist they'd steve, have to make her up steve okay you realize you're saying that about more and more people i nowadays. do i just you know it's funny too as soon as i said i'm like did i just say that yesterday or like two days ago <laughs> hey are you thinking of buying or selling a home this year real estate agents i trust.com that's a company started by glenn beck and uh, some of his associates about six years ago because they got tired of real estate agents that talked a good game and uh, in the end uh they they, they couldn't produce the results you're looking for. If you've never done this before, I've, uh, I've bought a new home 
And then the second time around, sold the home we were in at the time and then bought a new one at the same time. One of the most stressful things you'll ever do in your life. And we were blessed, uh, particularly the second time around, uh, to have an outstanding real estate agent uh, that we're still chummy with to, uh, in this day, uh, several years later. So I, I don't know how you would do this without a primo real estate agent. That's why you want to check out realestateagentsitrust.com. Spring is about to uh, be sprung and uh, people are going to be going out. The market will move. Uh, and uh, the difference between real estate agents I trust and, and some of the other referral services you're going to hear advertised on television or radio elsewhere is those are really set up. Like I, I heard one is done by the National Association of Realtors. Uh, I heard that ad in one of the podcasts I listened to. I mean, that, that's an example of an advocacy for the real estate agents looking for clients, customers for their customers, the agents. In this case, at real estate agents I trust, they're, they're empowering you, the customer. They are looking at vetted, scrutinized, and held accountable agents, all right? So this is about finding the right agent for the customer, not the customer for the agent. If this is something you want to look into, maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, you know what? I really want to make this more stressful on myself. I, I don't want to sell my home for the right uh, for the right price at, at the right time. I, I want to, you know, I want to be one of those horror stories. Then don't go to realestateagentsatrust.com. Don't do it, all right? Now, though, if, if you don't want that to be you, uh, if you do want to sell your home at the right time and for the right place, check out the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. When we come back, a Pop Culture Tuesday, we'll look at the new Captain Marvel movie. Todd and I will see, we'll square off. Can one of us, can he convince Aaron to see it or not? Because I don't think you really have to, actually. We'll debate it when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> So uh, some of you, most of you probably don't know the name Thomas Herring. Uh, I met him a few years ago at uh, CPAC when uh, they were getting ready to launch One America News Network. That They were the title sponsor of CPAC one year, and uh, they were looking for talent and uh, trying to you know, get themselves their foot in the door with a lot of the, uh, the, the big-name conservative leaders and media people out there. And uh, we're going to discuss today on the Blaze Media Roundtable coming up later today. We're going to talk about uh, Fox. The Fox-Disney merger is finalized tomorrow, March 20th. I'm sorry. The Fox-Disney uh, purchase is finalized tomorrow, March 20th. And so essentially Disney's buying all of, uh, all of News Corp except for uh, the part, the divisions that oversee Fox News and the sports entities. All right. And so that's why... Um, you know, if you're a, if you're an MCU person, we're going to talk about that here more in a minute. X-Men and uh, the Fantastic Four and all the properties that Fox has had for years are now all going over to the MCU. OK, but Disney didn't want to control Fox News and it didn't want the Fox Sports Net properties because it already has ESPN. And so that's now its own new separate company and being placed on the board of said company today. Is none other than Paul Ryan. And uh, this has gotten some interesting uh, assortment of reactions in uh, conservative Twitter world today. So we're going to discuss this on uh, the Blaze Media Roundtable. One of the uh, one of the scorching hot takes uh, in terms of an immense amount of shade is from one Robert Herring, head of uh, One American News Network, who pointed out Fox yesterday announced it's hiring Donna Brazil 
today it put Paul Ryan on the board. What's next? Jim Acosta, it's next White House correspondent. Nice. So that's, that's hey, see an opening. Try to exploit it, right? So we're going to discuss that later today. Uh, what Paul Ryan, uh, being on the board of directors of Fox News, basically, uh, what that may or may not mean uh, for conservatives and conservative media. Hey, do you have itchy ears, ear pain, that plugged up feeling? Are you constantly asking people to repeat themselves? If any of those problems sound familiar to you, you could be like millions of Americans that will soon be forced to go to the doctor for a professional ear cleaning. But now... Now there is an alternative solution from the comfort and convenience of your own home and and without a prescription as well. It's called WaxRx. It uses a physician-developed technology that safely and effectively removes earwax buildup, and then it will soothe that ear with a pH-conditioned formula. And did I mention you can do it right there in your own home without a prescription. You want to try it risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. That's the website. Usewaxrx.com and use the offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. That's usewaxrx.com, offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. All right, let's get to this week's Pop Culture Tuesday. And we're going to talk about the number one movie in, in the world, uh, Captain Marvel, which came out last week. Todd, you and I have both seen this, Correct. right? All right. Did you bring your daughters? No, I had to go at like 10 o'clock at night okay. just to fit it in. All right. But so, I would. Um, my kids, Amy and I saw this alone. My son has no interest, none. And he's, he's, a, super, he's a comic book superhero nerd. But he will. He has no interest because because well, I can't use his little dude voice because he doesn't have that anymore, which kind of makes it sad. <laughs> right. So now he just looks at me and says, "It's a failed comic book, and it's a, it's a feminist movie." I don't, now I don't he's, care. He's mini yes. you. Yeah, he's just yes. mini you. Yeah, but 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 it has like the twelve year old boy. I can't I can't even on all things angst with it. So like it's it's he sounds like Aaron really. So like so like like you know my over exuberance on every situation is it's my opinions lacking the emotion and and zeal. All right, that's kind of what it is. All right, so it's like listening to like Aaron lives at my home after all. So he just sits there. I'm like, dude, don't you want to come, buddy? He's like, it's a failed comic book and it's a feminist movie. So no, <laughs> that's it. That's like the conversation. It ends there. <laughs> right? I'm not making any. That's literally the conversation that's gone on in her home. And then, oh, he did add. And, and you know, when you get back, we'll just uh, we'll go online and go to new rock stars on YouTube and just, you know, watch the Easter eggs. That's all I need to know. All right. Love you too, son. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Amy and I went alone. Yeah. Um, so you, we've both seen the film. Neither one of us. Uh, my oldest daughter, Zoe, the youngest daughter, Zoe, had no interest. I think Zoe's at that age that if it if it doesn't sh- anything that doesn't scream extreme femininity, like she feels like she can't do it, you know, like have any tomboy at all, you know, anymore. Um, my oldest Anna, who have often talked about being me and drag, uh, went on a date with a boy uh, to see the movie recently. Came back and and reported that she just thought it was. Meh. Not much to it, all right? So um, the debate we're going to have about the film is, is it worthy of Aaron leaving the home to see? Now, you think it is, right? Yes. I don't. I, I, I think it's a nothing burger. I think, I think turning the movie into a feminist film would have been an improvement, actually, because it would have provided something compelling. 
Uh, I I thought it was a McMovie. I kind of had this. It's it's slightly better made than Justice League, which you liked more than me too, Correct. right? Uh, but it, I had a Justice League feeling, like it was a McMovie. Oh, it's a McMovie. Like Kevin Kevin Feige sit over there at the MCU watching Gal Gadot become an international star, and Wonder Woman transform the DCU, and thought, oh blank, we got to get a movie about with a chick hero stat. Okay, and we gotta we and we gotta make sure we put her in Avengers uh, Endgame at the end. To, so we gotta make it right now. It's very thinly written. It has almost no, uh, I think, compelling plot. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's like they were afraid of 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 that of doing a film that would insult the feminist crowd by making it that she couldn't stand on her own. So it has like no connection broader to the MCU at all. Like you do. It, 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 let me tell you the worst reason to see the film. You don't need to see the film in order to get anything coming in the Avengers movie out of it. That I That's the worst that's, reason to I see I think it. that's true. You think that's fair? Okay. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, so with that off the table, then it's just about do we think it's a worthwhile film? And hey, I love going to the movies. I love movie theater popcorn. It's not a terrible movie. You know, it's an MCU movie, so it's overall well-made. I think it's one of the weaker vessels in the MCU movie, uh, MCU universe. In fact, I I probably would rank Ant-Man and Wasp the worst movie of the MCU. And I might put this one ne- the next worst. But that's like saying they're the worst movie in the MCU is like a B-minus movie, okay? So it's not terrible. But if, you, if you're like, I don't want to go to the theater, I, I don't know that you have to go see this. Now I'll give you the time to make the counterclaim. What do you think? Yeah, this is definitely in... B something uh, territory, B, B plus. Um, but the one, you and I talked about this. I, I don't have the the curse of knowing much about the comic books. I, Steve knows them in depth, and you've been disappointed multiple multiple times. Uh, yeah, they ruin another classic Marvel villain. They, that's, that that is something. It's like they're ashamed of their villains, except for Thanos. They did they nailed him, but they they ruined another classic. And I if, if you haven't well, seen it, I won't spoil it. But a, a, a one of the all time great Marvel villains, one of the great comic book storylines, other than the Infinity Gauntlet, is Secret Wars, and they 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 ruined another villain. I thought in in the Marvel. That's what ticked me off see, the most. But and I was totally unencumbered by that because I. I I thought the plot line you were talking about was actually pretty moving at the end. I think there's more plot than you you give on the 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 twists and turns that come with the shape shifting of the uh, the scrolls the scrolls yeah uh, as well as the back and forth about you know who's who's good who's bad there's a lot there but they had to do something that definitely runs against lore as they did in Iron Man three and I thought that was hilarious. Actually, Iron Man three would be. The worst Marvel See, movie, and I loved yeah. what they did with the. In Mandarin. fact, I would I would say Iron Man three is it's one of the. Thor Dark I, World. I wanted to hurt people when I left the theater. All three, I, I kept seeing it over and over again. I think, what am I missing? See, but- and I got angrier every time because again. It's, it's one of the worst baits and switches in the history of motion pictures is what they do with one of the great villains of Marvel lore who they tease in the very first Iron Man film. In the very first Iron Man film, do you guys remember who it is who kidnaps Tony Stark? The Society of the what? The Ten Rings. Who's that a reference to? Well, if you know anything about the Marvel Universe, who has the collection of Ten Rings? Who is that? See, this is too much of a That's burden. the Mandarin, Okay. That's what that's, that's what that's a reference to. They were teasing it from the very beginning, and then the trailers—they nailed the character in the trailers. 
I mean, the way they portrayed him as a modern day, as a mystical Osama bin Laden, they essentially nailed it in the trailers to that film. And then you go there and the whole thing's a gag. And I wasn't alone. There was so much reverb on this that they created a, an individual short film about a year later to show that the real Mandarin is still out there in the MCU and he's pissed. He's not happy with what they did with mm -hmm. him, okay? So I wasn't alone See, in being angry at that. What's fascinating is you and I have switched roles uh, in terms of The uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, you're the curmudgeon on that, yes. Yeah, and yeah. we're... Yeah, so that, that's it's understandable. I mean, I, I get where you are. I'm just not encumbered by it. So I, I thought it was uh, it, it's entertaining. It had a lot of laughs. It had a lot of suspense. There is a scene that is so well done, and I think you said that you you thought the movie picked up in the end. In your yeah, review, once once you? her former friend, who's the single mom, yeah, yeah. once the friend and her daughter come into the picture, the, the movie gets a lot better. I think. I, I think her and and Samuel Jackson have no. Chem had no well, chemistry at all. It was it was it, she, it, it seemed totally I, forced to me. While it's just refreshing, you know, she's not the Brie Larson in real life, but the Re Brie Larson, the actress in here, is it's it's a little wooden at times. Now the character again is going through this memory loss crisis, so some of that can be just but to throw into that. But she's not she's not great. What do you think of Brie Larson? I thought she was flat the whole time. Yeah, she's she's not she's not great. But I just think there's enough plot there uh to lift her up and the scene when she become she fully realizes her full powers when she goes into the um the, the intelligence thing that's their god or whatever the, the um, supreme uh, intelligence uh, is the Cree yeah, god yeah yeah and she's the battle with the the with the the the, the her unconscious and the the way that they cut that scene and how, how her full powers are realized by tapping in to her lost uh Humanity. Uh, hu humanity. Yeah. And they keep showing scene after scene of scene that they've already showed her of falling. It's it's from the it's from Batman. Yeah, Why do we she fall? She keeps falling to get to back get up. Back up. Yeah. And that's how our, that was brilliant. It was really well done. It's as good as any of the, you know, some of the really good, powerful mo crescendo moments in that. a lot of other movies. I agree with that. And I, I want my four girls to see that. I agree. Hopefully they can stay awake through the first hour, though. My wife snored. I had to wake her up twice. <laughs> All right, the first hour or so is boring, man. I, 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 it's and 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 what upset what upsets me is, again, the Kree are another classic Marvel villain. There's so much storytelling to be done there, and almost none of it is done. Um, and and you know what? It when I walked out of the film, it reminded me of um, a Ridley Scott movie about the Crusades from about 10, 15 years ago, where they 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 couldn't make they couldn't bring themselves to make the Christians the heroes of the Crusades. And they couldn't make themselves to bring themselves to make the Muslims the villain. So what did they do? Nothing. Nothing. And so it provoked, or evoked maybe is another word. They didn't want to provoke anybody, so they evoked no, no emotion, no reaction. And the reason why the film picks up at the end when her friend and the daughter come into the picture is because that's the first time you think this might actually be a human being. Um, she's, she's just emotionless and it, not in a compelling way. Now it, it is, it's a little flat. Yeah. It, it is now in terms of forcing her into the movie. Does it, 
makes sense that they capitalize on Wonder Woman's uh, fame and success and try to get in here just for pure crass money making. Yeah. It makes sense. But also, if you're talking she about- She couldn't hold Gal Gadot's jockstrap no. as far as I'm hey, concerned. You know how much I love uh, Wonder the Wonder Woman movie. But in terms of what- Now, Ant-Man is obviously probably crucial because of subatomic whatever. But if- The quantum the, realm. Yeah. The, Thanos- is just did this to all of them, and it, if she is as powerful as she is within the actual comic book lore that you know everything about and I know almost nothing about, mm-hmm. it makes sense that she's in this movie for that reason too, doesn't it? Uh, probably. Yeah, I, I I don't I agree. It makes sense for her to be included in the battle against Thanos. I think the the idea of creating a standalone movie for her. I think particularly with the comments Kevin Feige uh, is in the media making uh, today, which I, I retweeted, if you follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show, yeah. uh, this is what I warned you what I thought would happen. They, I don't believe they will jack with any of the existing franchises. Um, they're, they're making too much money. But now that they've made a gazillion dollars, now we're going to get, I don't know what the Eternals are, and one of them will be gay, apparently. Now you're going to get you know a third tier version of, of Captain Marvel that will be a Muslim, okay? Now, now that they've, they basically are saying, now that we've made all our money, we're going we're gonna, to you know, force tropes and agate prop down your throats that most of you don't want to see. And then we'll blame whitey America when the movies aren't as successful as the first four waves were. Um, it, it struck me as they, they were too afraid of making her uh, presenting a female character reliant upon a, a storyline reliant upon pre-existing male characters. So they threw together a solo film that didn't really do homage to the source material whatsoever. That's kind of the way that I, like they could have done a lot of what you talked about and included it with, you know, introducing her within the context of the larger universe. And I think they were, they were adamant to make some kind of a feminist statement. And then the film doesn't even actually make any political statement. It literally makes no political statements. I didn't find any no. political statements. Did be, you? No, it could be a setup to be making a giant one beyond those. Not no, there's nobodies that no, no one's heard of. I think it's still a 50, 50 bet that she ends up um, becoming part of the LGBT uh, universe. I, I and they're, setting it, they're normalizing her now, and that and she is a failed comic book. They've tried to make they've this comic book has been booted and rebooted numerous times as a character because it's just never really caught on with an audience. So there's there's more leeway with her than there would be with a Thor or an Iron Man or somebody like that. So Aaron, uh, who has Todd convinced you to go out and see the movie? I keep getting ghosted on. E-harmony, and it's really depressing. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> no, see, here's the deal. I just don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Who who um who was the one who encouraged me to get the biggest TV I could afford now? That would be me. And the nicest sound system I could afford now. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. So that when somebody doesn't ghost me on eHarmony someday, the precedent is set. That this is what I, so why why go to the theater for any movie now except for like big deals like Endgame when I can just wait three months in my apartment yeah that there's and, an argument for that sure and just go then there and that and given your generation and how you're used to everything being online and you're I I get that yeah. going going to the movies isn't as much of an event as it was you know for us 
you know? So, and it still is for me. I, I love the trailers and the popcorn and the smell, even if I don't get popcorn. It's, it's just one of my, it's always been, you know, a fun thing for me to go and do and for Amy and I to do together. I get, I get that. Yeah. I get that generationally. But to answer your question, uh, after two minutes, yeah, after you asked it, um, probably not. I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, I, I'm glad that Todd enjoyed it, but um, yeah, I, I don't think this is one. You you really have to meet a very high threshold in order to get me to get out of my apartment and go see a movie. Hey, if if you don't want to be um, ghosted, oh, that's a terrible segue. I won't do that to Aaron. Hey, reports <laughs> say 80%. He's he's he has emasculated himself enough. I can't dare pile on. I'm starting to feel almost guilty for him. Hey, reports say about eighty percent of us uh, will lose our resolve in those New Year's resolutions by about this time of year. And uh, with with weight loss and getting healthier, uh, the number one with a bullet uh, resolution every year now. Uh, one of the reasons why could be you you could be making for the most part good lifestyle choices. You know, but you're not seeing the results you're looking for, particularly if you're uh, getting up there. If you're 40 or older, your metabolism isn't what it used to be. Uh, and a lot of the foods and stuff that we eat nowadays uh, don't even even the healthier varieties don't do a lot to, to stoke that pilot light again. Um, and, and that's why you want to look at a new product called Riduzone. Uh, it's only got three or four ingredients. Don't go to a gas station to get energy for you. Go to a gas station, to get energy for your car. Okay, uh, and go to nature and your creator to get energy for you. Now, uh, Riduzone's primary component is called OEA. You find it in olive oil. It's what our bodies make. It's just they don't make as much of it uh, as we get older. And that's one of the reasons our metabolism slows down. If you want to boost your metabolism the natural way, give Riduzone a try. And right now, they're running 30% off a three-month supply. If you use my name as a promo code, Steve, when you go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, Riduzone.com, promo code Steve, Riduzone.com, promo code Steve. We open up the phone lines next. Stay tuned. And greetings. We're back with hour two uh, of the Steve Day Show live and on demand on the blaze. If you are listening today on demand via podcast, please consider leaving us a five star review on the podcast platform of your choice. And thank you to all of you that have already chosen to do so. We are going to open up the phone lines. We got a lot of stuff going on at the same time this hour. We're going to determine and you're going to answer. Am I fake news or not? And I'm not fishing for an answer. I'm asking for your answer, meaning this isn't, you know, um, I, I don't need the intellectual equivalent of, you know, tell me I'm pretty. Okay, I don't need that. I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious because I was not expecting as much pushback on something as I have received. And I want to make sure I'm not creating my own echo chamber here. Okay, so we're going to tell you what that's about here in just a few minutes. But if you are thinking, I want to join that conversation, 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Homeowners, beware. Another data breach may have exposed another 24 million of you to home title fraud. That's a crime that could cost you your home. And you uh, you might end up like a couple right now in Philadelphia who keeps waking up in the morning to find out that their home is being listed for sale. And they're not the ones selling it. Some guy in North Carolina is because he's trying to claim that their home 
is his. This is called home title fraud. If you've got a mortgage, refi, or HELOC through a major bank, uh, this breach may have put you at risk of losing every dollar of equity that you have built up in that home, maybe even the home itself. And you may not even know until your home's listed for sale or the late notices on payments for the for the loans they've taken out on your equity start showing up. Don't let that happen to you, especially when just for pennies a day, it won't because of our friends at Home Title Lock. They'll put a virtual barrier around your most valuable asset, your own home. And you may find out uh, or may want to find out, uh, have you already been targeted? Is your home already uh, in the crosshairs of scammers? You can find out for free today. This is normally $100 value, but it's free today to our family at The Blaze at HomeTitleLock.com. That's the website, HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so we're going to ask the question today. Fake news or not? Am I? Am I fake news or not? Do I need to have a truth bomb dropped on me? So this is going to be both our Tuesday discussion of what's fake news or not. We told you a few weeks ago we were changing the focus of fake news or not. That we're not going to, we're not going to focus so much on media that's not meant for us. Like we're, we're not going to truth detect open propaganda. We're just, we, we, who does that? What's, what's the point of that, right? This is not, um, it's not media bias. It's media opposition. And it's not fake news as much as it is, you know, the comms team and the advanced comms team of a hostile uh, invading force. That we're going to focus more on the media sources that are meant for people like us. Are they telling you the truth? And I think it's only fair we hold ourselves to the same standard that that we're going to be holding others, okay? So this is your chance today, to, to on, on a one, particularly on a specific issue. Am I fake news or not? Your chance to drop a truth bomb on me. Brought to you by my new book, Truth Bombs, Confronting the Lies. Conservatives believe to our own demise. Uh, endorsed by Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh. And Dan Bongino, pick up your copy today, Amazon.com right now, if you'd like to go there. And if you'd leave us a five-star review, if you had a chance to read the book, uh, if you'd leave us a five-star review at Amazon, would appreciate that. Thank you to those of you who have done so. So here's the, here's the issue. Here's the rake that I stepped on, apparently. We talked last week about the debate in the Senate uh, over the president's national emergency declaration. And... I expressed, I have a concern about the declaration, not the constitutional merit of it, because I do think it passes constitutional merit. My concern of the declaration is by coinciding, issuing it with signing the budget that puts all these poison pills for amnesty uh, into law, that we are essentially going to ask the courts to begin to referee an appropriations dispute between Congress and the presidency. And, and my concern is that we have, you know, we, we've now got courts trying to mandate, you know, what's, what a soldier is, who has to register for the draft. I mean, I don't know, soon, maybe, they'll, maybe soon they'll say we've got to invade Venezuela. I mean, the only two places left we haven't, we haven't told the courts they couldn't go um, are, you know, the raising of an army and the taxing of the people. Well, they're already getting into the raising of the army part. They've, they've kind of sniffed around the edges of the taxing of the people with decisions like Plyler versus Doe saying you've got to pay for illegal aliens now. You know, my, my concern is 
openly inviting them in to referee the appropriations process. Anytime we, we try to defund something later, why doesn't a, you know, a court say you can't do that, that, you know, we think that's, it goes against uh, whatever made up, you know, fantasy that in our depraved minds, we want to decree today. But that's not the argument that was made by literally, and did anybody in the Senate make that argument last week? I don't believe anybody did. Did anybody make that argument? Not to my knowledge. No, nobody in the Senate made the argument that I just made. So therefore, that wasn't the argument we were having last week. We were having an argument about whether or not the president's emergency declaration is constitutional. I believe that it is. I also believe that it, it, I don't even know how to describe the disconnect between one individual in particular who I adore, and he has the number one liberty score at Conservative Review, but I don't understand how Mike Lee goes on CBS News this morning uh, and, and advocates for a new entitlement called Javanka Care through what is, you want to talk about self-parody, titling it the Cradle Act, I mean, that's cosmic levels of self-parody. And then you turn around two days later and you make this high, you know, falluting case about I'm saving the Constitution from Donald Trump after you're launching a, you know, a, a new entitlement at the decree of the at the first of the who essentially is the first lady. That made no sense to me whatsoever. Not to mention what have any of those any of those 12 Republicans that voted against the president, what have they ever done to reign in decades of the courts, not just encroaching upon, but literally document shredding the Constitution in real time as we watched. That's why I couldn't take any of this seriously. I thought it was all fake. I thought it was really, and it depended on the case. Some people might have just been, I'm doing this because orange man bad. Orange man bad. So I'm whatever Trump's for, I have to vote against. Some others may have done this um, because they're really for open borders. And they're just looking for a fig leaf explanation to avoid telling you the truth because that's toxic soup in the Republican base. Okay. So I got to come up with some other 77 dimensional chess explanation other than the Koch brothers gave me a big check and they're for open borders, libertarians, and they want open borders. So I am too now. They can't just tell you that, you know, because if they do that, then you'll have situations like. Roy Blunt invited from his local Republican Party banquet. I saw that story yesterday. So they're coming up with another explanation. I don't buy any of it. I think it's just, and it's a case-by-case basis. It's either orange man bad or I'm just for open borders and I don't want to admit it. I ended up writing a column for a conservative review on Friday that basically summarized all the arguments we've presented on the air about this last week. And once I published it, man, my comment section went nuclear, nuclear. People lost their minds at me, all right? So I tried to respond to a couple of people, mainly because I was just so excited Facebook was allowing you to comment on my stuff on my site. I'm like, let's encourage behavior, incentivize it. Baby steps to the door. (laughs) Indeed, thank you, Facebook, Uh, benevolent uh, overlord. Um, And then I kept running into a brick wall. So I decided, here's what I'm gonna do. I've got about 10 minutes before I got to go do something with the family here on Friday, which is Costco. So I'm going to post in response to these negative comments. I'm going to post this question as many times as I can. And then I'm going to give you a heads up, Todd. I'm not going to go back to the thread. I'm going to wait and I'm going to set aside an hour on Tuesday. And we're going to see how many people responded to my earnest attempt at a dialogue, all right? And I believe the question I kept posting was, well, you have the exact wording yes. in front of you. Go ahead. 
What specific part of the Constitution do you see violated here? By the president, meaning. Correct. Yeah. Can you show me where any of the, and can you show me where any of the 12 Republican senators who made this claim yesterday have exerted any meaningful oversight over decades of judicial overreach since they've been in power? And the claim you're talking about is it being unconstitutional. Yeah. And, and the reason why I've worded the, I put these questions out there is I'm trying to figure out who really is, 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 wants to have an intellectual conversation about this and who's just orange man bad. And who's just, I'm for open borders. Like there were a couple people dropping nativists in the comment section. Here's a little tip. Anybody who call, anybody in the Republican Party who uses the term nativist, always for open borders, always 10,000% of the time, every time. It's not a, it's not a serious talking point. It, it's like calling Donald Trump anti-Semitic with his, you know, with the, where the first lady, his daughter is a, is a convert to Judaism and his, the son-in-law who's the co-president is essentially America's first Jewish president. The same people Kushner. talk about cutting waste, okay. fraud and abuse. Yes. Whenever someone drops nativist on you, they're not, this isn't an argument. It was it's not a debate or it never was, or it ceased being at that point. They're just for open borders and they're just looking for name callings to avoid having a serious conversation. So this is my earnest attempt to see, cause, cause my, cause I'm human. And the temptation for me is to, to immediately glom onto you just want to oppose it because it has Trump's signature on it. But if I go down that road, am I not really becoming like what I'm always warning us against in a way, right? So this was my attempt to put a check on myself, number one, and my own ego, but then also to weed out who may have some serious concerns that I've not understood or entertained and i because i need an answer more than i like mike lee more than donald trump so if mike lee thinks donald trump is wrong then i do too I, this is i don't want the seventh grade okay we're not we're not doing mean conservatives in a with a group text okay we're not doing that all right maybe there's an argument here i've missed out on so I'm, todd's going to share these arguments because we did get some right did or did you get any oh yeah oh, you did. okay we're going to share these arguments my response to them. And then we're going to open up the phone lines and find out, do you think Ward was a little hard on the beef last night, basically? Was I too tough on these guys? Okay. What in the world does that mean, uh, by the way? Ward too hard on the beef. <laughs> Ron back in Dallas is laughing. <laughs> Chris Chris Pandolfo today was like, what in the world does this mean? It's a it's an old leave it to beaver reference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Commence. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're going to end us, aren't they, Todd? They're just they're they're just gonna. Well, end I don't us. know what a Cardi B is, so I guess we're even. That's why that's why there's hope. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you're better off for it. All right, so let's start. All right, the, the, I'm All right. Just, you've got Here's these the answers. Deal. Okay, full I have not heard any of these. Full answers disclosure: yet. You asked me to do this as you know. We have a. I knew this was probably going to crescendo, so I I did this on Friday afternoon. I we did through about 190 comments. There haven't been that many more between Friday and now, as is all things hot, burning fire, and people move on to other things. So, I if I if you did it between uh, late Friday and now, I'm not ignoring you. I just got most of what we needed for this. Okay, uh, Steve. Amongst that 190 comments, Steve, you posted that question verbatim seven times over and over again, and then you alluded to it indirectly by paraphrasing. Two more times. So a total of nine times. So it, it it really can't be missed. It's not just once within there. The second question, the one about, can you show me where any of the 12 Republican 
senators who made the claim of unconstitutionality yesterday have exerted any meaningful oversight over decades of judicial overreach uh, since they've been in power. I'm just going to confront that right now because that people hardly even tried on that front. Okay, Uh, first of all, Karen Sleazer. So you mean in 200 comments? They hardly even tried. No one even no one. No one even addressed that. I'm going to give you what I have. Okay. And it's not going to. Uh, Karen Sleazer Howell, you posted this at least six or seven times all over this thread. Uh, And when you get the correct answer, you have no rebuttal. First of all, if you're familiar at all with the Steve J show, you can be certain of one thing. He always has a rebuttal. May not be a good one, but but I will have one. So that's fake news. (laughs) Uh, Travis Roop, depends on what you mean by oversight. The fact that both sides have been playing an elaborate game of keep away with the partisan tribalism going on, that any real oversight has been accidental when it coincides with the freak show. The failure, uh, okay, well, and, and thirdly, Mike Powell, um, Senators Mike Lee, Paul, and even Rubio have fought and even voted against baby-killing budgets. They've been consistent. Trump, on the other hand, not so much. This is an odd piece from you, Steve. Those are the three best things I could come up Those with. Those are the three best ones? Well, and the only ones, actually, on addressing the second question. Okay. What have the 12 done? So, the, with, 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 In response to the second one from Travis, Travis. There is an emergency at the border. Can we not agree? Or, or maybe, and maybe you don't agree with that. Maybe, maybe the facts and statistics and the reports you've seen, it's rare you're going to have the New York Times and Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review, our chief policy analyst, give you the same narrative on an issue like immigration. In fact, I don't know that it will ever happen again. Look for a blood moon, okay? Maybe you don't believe those facts. If you do, then I'd like to know what alternative facts you have to dispute those others. See, this is where not everything is, an, is hey, let me find the, the fifth narrative. Let me find the, 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 the hidden angle to this. Sometimes, hey, there's a mess. So, the dog pooped on the floor. Who is going to clean it up? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I mean... So we just let it go. We don't do anything about it then. It was just, well, they, you know, this has been a long ongoing canard. Okay, I agree. It's been a long ongoing canard. And maybe one of the reasons you know that is because no one in America has done more shows on this topic over the last 10 years than me. Because I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still the, one of the point persons for the only successful pushback on the judicial branch, maybe in the last, you know, since Jefferson left the White House. Me and a group of other people, we did that. We led that fight. I, I'm well aware of the canard. My question remains, what are we going to do to stop the emergency at the border then? What are we going to do? I mean, okay, you don't, you don't like Trump. You think it's a foul? Okay, that's great. Uh, I mean, it's a sieve. It's an emergency. It's, it's, it's a siren's call for human traffickers. Then what are we, what are we going to do? Number one, um, I have no idea why voting for baby killing budgets is any sort of, uh, I can promise you we would have found something in all of these budgets, all these guys have voted for you don't like. I have no idea what that has to do with, do you know what that has to do with anything that I asked? think you wanted a citation of these guys' legitimacy as, as genuine, uh, 
upholders of the Constitution. Right. That and, was their version of and it. And by the way, if you go back and read the piece that I wrote for Conservative Review, how many names did I single out? Zero. Zero. And yet, this person, their response is to immediately do what? Insert names. What was his name? I want to address him directly. What was his name? I just moved to the top of my preparation here. Uh, it is, we have Mike Powell. Mike. Mike, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't say a word about Marco Rubio like all last week. Why'd you bring him up? When was the last time the word Marco Rubio, those words came out of my mouth on this show? Do you know? Just when he was like the greatest third place person ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I know he wasn't in the piece I wrote for conservative review about this. On purpose, I left out names. I didn't even bring up Mike Lee. You know why I left names out? Because what would have happened the minute I brought any names in? Mike Powell would have happened. That's what would have happened. Basically, Mike Powell's answer is, um, I like Marco Rubio and Mike Lee more than uh, Orange Man. So Marco Rubio and Mike Lee, good. Orange Man, bad. Tell me that's not what those answers are. Like I said, and that's all there was. Okay, well, let's give it another go. We'll try it again. Well, so most of it was about addressing uh, the first question, about specifically addressing the constitutionality or lack thereof. Of okay. You'll like this guy, John Crean, or Crine, excuse me. Uh, so opposition to, he, he, he cites a source. It's, it's, it's from uh, Wikipedia, but he gives you a source. You like that. Uh, so opposition to violating the Anti-Deficiency Act means one advocates open borders he cites it as a question now the anti-deficiency act is uh the ada is legislation enacted by the u.s congress to prevent the incurring of obligations or the making of expenditures in excess of amounts available in appropriations or funds the law was initially enacted in 1884 so we're going way back with major amendments occurring in 1950 1982 Anti-Deficiency Act. Uh, it appears Steve wasted a lot of time writing the that healed. article. Um, what, what was the last? The Anti-Deficiency Act. I, I'm going to even grant that we're going to use. You guys are in agreement gonna, on some gonna, level, right? Use, Appropriations, gonna, it's yeah, a concern. We're, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to even grant we're going to use Wikipedia as a source, okay? I'm even going to give him all of that. The last update of the Anti-Deficiency Act. What year was it? What did I say? 64? No, the last one. The last update was 1982. Didn't you just read 1982? Did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's more recent? 1982 or 1996? What's more recent, do you think? What year would be more recent? 96. 1996. Do you guys know why I asked that question? I do not. Because the, the power that Congress gave to the executive branch under the current jurisdictional authority of the National Emergencies Act. Well, it might have been 1994, but it was, it was in that era. It was, it was in that era, which is a good decade after. And it was 82, by the way. 1982. 82. So, there's... Okay. Okay. All right, let's, let's continue. Moving on. Okay. Timothy Roberts... With this action, he is violating the authority of Congress who appropriates these funds. There's better ways of doing this, and legislation has been passed in the past that would give him authority to do this. He doesn't mention what that is. At the end of the day, all appropriations have to be derived in the House, and this is a case of having a president that won't fight for his interest where he can legally win. Despite our differences on this issue, Steve, I absolutely love your show. Um, 
that doesn't answer the question of, of what specific provision of the Constitution has been violated. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna base this off that nothing can be done that wasn't a, a specific authorization and appropriation from Congress. Okay. All right, let's play that one out. Do you know what, what what's going to have to go? A lot, number one, uh, because a lot of what's done nowadays is administratively through um, uh, non-government organizations and non-government agencies specifically so they can then say, I did nothing to do with that, I didn't vote for that, I don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 okay? So then here's my question back to you. All right, again, I'll, I'll play along with your with your rationale. Who's going to clean up the dog crap on the floor? And the dog is still crapping on the floor. There's more crap on the floor just now. The dog literally just dropped more crap on the floor. It will not stop crapping on the floor. There is tons of crap on the floor. Who cleans it up then? Should we just leave the dog crap? We just leave it go. We let it go. Well, Steve, sounds like you're making an art. You sounds like you're okay with sounds like you're okay with violating the, my view of the Constitution in order to to, to 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 do this one function. My question back to you then would be: How come an obvious jurisdictional authority of the federal government and the presidency defending the nation's sovereignty? How come that's now the moment where we're going to get technical? And it wasn't, that's why I asked about what we do about the courts all this time. This is like when your kid, there's, there's dog crap on the floor. You come home from work. The kids haven't let the dog out all day. And the dog has feces all over your home. And you walk in the door as a parent, stepping in it, trying to step around it. And, be, and what's the first thing you're going to say? Somebody clean this up. And the first kid within earshot that hears that walks into the room, points to the chore chart on the door and says, well, um, today's Thursday. And it's actually my brother. It's, it's, it's my little brother's job to clean up the dog crap on Thursday, not mine. However, the dog could not have possibly crapped all of this crap just today, which means yesterday, there was dog crap that wasn't cleaned up when it was your chore day and the day before and the day before, not to mention the damn common sense of who wants to live in a house of dog crap? Clean it up. Does anybody understand what the analogy I'm trying to make here? Yeah. Then what is your solution then? What is it? Tell me what it is. You might strike up. This is a good time to read the next one. Yes. You might stroke out, but I'm going to read it nonetheless. <laughs> Seriously. Stephen, now that's a, that's, that's a disclaimer. Go ahead. Stephen Bruce Turner. This isn't an emergency because Congress met and voted on the issue. They convened and said no. That's their power in the Constitution. Congratulations. What's his name? This is Stephen Bruce Turner. Congratulations, Stephen Bruce Turner. You're a sheep. Oh. Uh, you're you're a subject, not a citizen, and I, I and I'm and make sure you're first in line, 
when Congress decrees that you give forced gender assignment to your 12-year-old, make sure, and, and that you have to register your daughter for the draft. Yeah, Congress make voted, sh- man. Make sure you're first. And you know what? Travel back in time to um, 1774 and just walk in and say, guys, listen, Parliament voted on this, okay? I mean, there's a stamp act. Parliament voted on this, guys. You know, I mean, there's a, you know, the tea's more expensive now. Parliament voted on this. We got a quarter red coats, right? That's the same logic. Congratulations, you're a plebe. Congratulations. All right. Uh, Eddie I'm White. trying. Eddie I'm, White. I am really trying. I'm trying. Keep going. Uh, enforce the existing laws, period. My disdain for Trump stems from his pro-amnesty discernible policy outcomes, including perpetual funding and expansion of DACA, sanctuary cities, and refugee resettlement programs that aid the influx of asylum seekers. Furthermore, my disdain extends to the Trump drunk Republicans who had a trifecta of power for two years in Washington to secure funding for a wall. I think your position sets a dangerous precedent, and I wonder how you felt about giving Obama martial law powers. Is Trump trying to declare martial law? I'm at, is, I asked a question. Is he trying to declare martial law? Uh, not to my knowledge. Then what the hell does that have to do with this? Aaron, do you know what the hell that has to do with this? Well, I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I make this conflation all the time. Acting affirmatively on your constitutionally granted powers, declaring martial law... It's just tomato, tomato. It's, I, it's a mistake. There's I nuance all there, the time. Aaron. You're yeah. right. There's nuance. Okay. I, I don't actually disagree. What was his name now? We are, that is Eddie. Eddie. I don't actually disagree with any of Eddie's criticisms of, of the failures of the Trump administration to follow through on any immigration sure. promises. Yep. We've even talked about that. Yep. What are we going to do about all the crap on the floor? Do you know? So Eddie's answer is, they didn't do what I wanted them to do before, so now do nothing. Do nothing. But Stephen says there is no crap on the floor because Congress said so. How, how is that a solution? We just do nothing. We just do nothing. What's that? Yeah, I like my version of doing something better than your version no, of doing No, it's a nothing. classic deal, Moody line. I like my version of doing something better than your version of not doing anything. <laughs> yes. Well, there, there's more. Okay. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's provide an uplifting message for the audience. We have, our friends at Field of Greens have figured out a way to make eating your vegetables an enjoyable and convenient um, uh, endeavor. No longer is it a chore uh, and no longer does it not taste good. You're out of excuses now not to put back into your body the, the vitamins, nutrients, antioxidants, uh, immunity boosting power, prebiotics, probiotics that is missing from a lot of our lifestyles because they have a new product called Field of Greens, which is not a supplement It's a food. That's why when you turn over the label, it doesn't say supplement fact. It says nutrition fact made from real, organic, uh, vegan uh, vegetables and fruits. And it tastes great. And it's not loaded with sugar. Uh, This is a great way to get your kids to drink their vegetables. Just a cup of this, uh, stir with any water-based drink, and voila, you've got your your, your, serving of, of fruits and vegetables your body needs right there. And right now you can get it. 
uh, with 15% off at BrickHouseSteve.com. BrickHouseSteve.com. 15% off if you uh, for your first order if you use my name, Steve, as a promo code at BrickHouseSteve.com. That's BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve. My second Will Ferrell reference of the show, I, I feel like Will Ferrell's Alice Trebek in Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. <laughs> I mean, I, I except it's without Sean Connery impersonator <laughs> making me laugh. It's like the no one is answering my question. So I'm going to go to the audience. Am I fake news or not? 888-900-3393. Open phones. At least we'll try when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> It is only March, and the left has done nothing but cause chaos. Uh, we're already promoting infanticide. We're running businesses out of states. Um, we're talking about gun confiscation, Medicare for all, um, uh, drag queens uh, reading uh, our kids' bedtime stories in public libraries. Um, how dare you misgender me? Uh, we've been shadow banned. Um, ask yourself this question. Uh, are you donating to any of this? Because you might be. Um, there's only four mobile phone carriers in the country. And they, the reason why is because they it costs so much money to build and maintain the towers. So there's really not that much difference in terms of the, the broader national network. In certain spots, some networks are better than others in certain locales. I get that. But uh, nationwide, there's really not that much difference. They're even telling you that when they compete each other, uh, compete against each other in their ads now. They're openly saying, hey, we've only got 1% less coverage than this other network, but ours is cheaper, so buy us. Um, this is why you want to take a look at Patriot Mobile. Um, you can support your values by switching to Patriot Mobile. It offers the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have. Uh, plus, they take a portion of the proceeds and they'll support organizations uh, and, and causes, pro-life causes, uh, organizations like uh, PragerU, which is uh, getting uh, you know, targeted by the social media giants because they're basically guilty of being too good uh, at uh, at conservative messaging. So if you want to support those kinds of causes and get the same mobile phone coverage you're getting now, check out Patriot Mobile. Uh, give them a call. It's easy to switch. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Mention Blaze when you call that number, 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit patriotmobile.com slash blaze and they'll waive up to two activation fees if you make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash blaze. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Mention Blaze when you call that number. So here's what I'm going to do. We, we've, I, I'm. The reason why I, I wanted to try a written form first, is because sometimes it's easier when you don't feel like the pressure to get your words out, calling a live show, to to really truly put out there what you want. And if I'm trusting you that you came up with like out of. 200 comments or 190, uh, you tried to come up with what you thought were the best of the bunch answering this question. If you think I've been too hard, if Ward was too hard on the beef last night, if you thought I was too hard on people like Mike Lee and the 12 Republicans that voted against the president's emergency declaration last week in the Senate, tell me what specific provision of the Constitution you believe has been violated here. 
and then tell me um, what any of those 12 Republicans that voted against the president's declaration last week, what have they done since they've been in office to substantially push back on the greatest encroachment of the Constitution of them all? The courts. What have they done? Because I don't want to believe it really just comes down to orange man bad. I, I don't want to believe that. But I got to say, you didn't give me a lot of confidence in the responses you shared there, brother, that it's it's not simply just orange man bad. Appropriations was the word that kept coming up over and over and over again, which is something you addressed before I even asked you a question. But that's what they say their concern is. So let's game plan appropriations, all appropriations to begin where? The Congress. House? Okay. Who granted the, the presidency the power of the issuing of the emergency declaration? Who, where did he get the power? Do we know? Aaron, do you know? House. Where all what begins? Appropriation. Appropriations. So the, the body that has primacy power over appropriations granted the power to issue these declarations to the presidency. Do, 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 do. Let's just go to a question. Letters that begin with G for $800. I'm telling you, I am Will Ferrell hosting Celebrity Jeopardy right now. All appropriations have to begin in the House. I agree. Because that's what the Constitution says. The Congress, where that power is vested, granted access in a... They didn't grant like a sweeping... They didn't say to the presidency, declare any appropriations you want. Is that what they said? No. No. They said, when there's a what? Emergency. An emergency. When there's an emergency, you may act. Right? Similar to George W. Bush didn't get a, a, a declaration of war. He received an authorized use of military force. Now, can a military wage actions without any money? No. No. All of their gear costs what? Money. All their, all their weapons cost what? Money. All of the medical care they would need would require what? Money. All of their transportation would require? Money. All of their fuel and energy? Money. Food? Money. Um, shelter? Money. Um, transportation back and forth to the front, to the home front. Money. Uh, and then their families, uh, their, their dwellings, education, lodging, while they are serving, require what? Money. And, and, the, and then the soldiers themselves earn what for their service? Money. So Congress authorized the military force post 9-11 and we all agree that you can't use a military without money. So they authorized the president through the AUMF to spend what? Money. Money. I think this, it's... Oh, maybe, go ahead, Aaron. Maybe this is the wrong time to bring this up. Speaking of the military, weren't they like, I don't know, deployed to the southern border like late last year? Right? Yeah, very limited, like 3,500 troops or something, I believe. But still, okay. that costs. That, but that, that, that would cost what? Money. Money. I, I okay. also think it's fascinating that Mike Lee, 
is being used as one of the 12 and being thanked for standing up. But Mike Lee said he bas- he agreed with everything you just said and agreed with Donald Trump. He just wanted a 30-day uh, period where this could be reviewed by Congress, which isn't an unreasonable discussion to have, but he would not otherwise— He offered the president an ultimatum, is what he said. He wanted a 30-day period to, to essentially avoid this happening and for Congress yes. to relook at the right, the relook but, at the appropriations that they had issued. Right. But implied in that is he agrees with Donald Trump's right— to do this based yep. on everything you just said. And Trump Trump's answer was, I've already declared an emergency. I put this off for a month after declaring an emergency. If I put it off another 30 days, does it become less of an emergency? And he said, no, I'm not taking your ultimatum. And that's why. Can you tell me why that's, why that's not a less principled position? Anybody? I mean, to me, it's a less principled position to say, I agree with the merit the premise of your argument, just not the process by which you're carrying it forth. Well, that's actually a less principled position now. We're not... not, I don't like your tone. We don't have any... (laughs) We're not having any sort of a high-minded constitutional conversation. Well, that horse left the barn a while ago. All right, I'm going to do this. I anticipate a lack of response. But I'm going to issue this one more time. I'm, I'm willing to hold myself accountable the same standard I hold everybody else to. Okay? Here's the number. If you think I'm being too hard on these people that voted against the president last week, 888-900-3393. That's the number. 888-900-3393. Maybe I need a truth bomb dropped on me. And maybe I, maybe based on those responses, I've been too harsh on Facebook for not letting you friend me. Maybe they're actually filtering some of you out. 888-900-3393 is the number. I need an answer other than orange man bad. Am I fake news? Maybe my criticism of these Republicans that one of them, I remember one guy kept telling me, how dare you want, are claiming Mike Lee's for open borders. I'm like, I didn't vote for open borders. If, if If we all agree there's an emergency and we're not doing anything about it, then the one that voted against doing something about it is in effect for what? Open borders. I, I, I'm not the one that voted against it. I'm, I'm not for open borders. So it was, it was this notion that to criticize Mike Lee instantly disqualified my argument. Well, you know who you sound like, guys. Janine Pirro's not on the air in the next couple of weeks. Do her show. That's kind of what you sound like. Trump good. Let me some Trump. Give me the Trump. More Trump. Trump bad. Orange man bad. Anything orange man do bad. Less orange man. I, I I don't care. You know, Ronald Reagan used to have a plaque on his desk and it read, it's amazing how much good you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit for it. I, I just, I would, I would like a, a president to take the border seriously for the first time in my life. That's all. I don't really care who it is. So let's give this a shot. Let's go to Kyle in Kansas. Kyle, welcome Hi. to the Steve Day Show. Kyle, do you think I'm fake news? I don't think you're fake news, but... I think you're asking us to argue against what you've already said. When the uh, national emergency was first passed through, um, one of your arguments against it, and I agree with this, is that after he passed that or declared that, nothing was done. So how can you call it an emergency if you're not willing to act? So now Mm -hmm. asking us to um, support the emergency, and I recognize there could be change. Even the news news has said that there's change. Um, but now asking us to uh, support declaring an emergency is a little difficult. 
if we're following the same logic train you were following. So you're asking us to argue um, against your, your current self mm-hmm. against your prior self. Mm-hmm. Because, well, what I'm asking is for us to actually think multiple things at the same time, Kyle. Sure. And that is, has the president's messaging on this been, well, to borrow a phrase, deplorable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has acted exactly unlike there being an emergency. Okay. But, but, but the, that's why I, I, I know it's hard because we're human beings and we respond to relationship, not constructs. Okay. But it, it doesn't really matter whether or not Trump's messaging on this has been effective as much as is there actually an emergency at the border or not? It's similar to how I do apologetics. You may not like every vestige of my of my understanding of Christian orthodoxy and theology. But in the end, that's irrelevant. The question really is, did Jesus walk out of the tomb or not? And we can debate whether you agree with all of my nuances of my theological understanding after that fact. But it really comes down to, did Jesus walk out of a tomb or not? If he didn't, because if he didn't, then there's really no point in, in, in any of my theological nuances. They're all wrong, right? We don't have to debate which ones are right. They're all wrong because he didn't walk out of the tomb. That's why I keep going back to, is there an emergency? Is there one? We, we seemingly want to have an excuse of whether to do something or not do something on the basis of whether we like the way Trump has communicated or spoken in that given situation. So there's either, there's, there's either been... Uh, the emergency at the border that both Daniel Horowitz and New York, the New York Times are describing, or there has not. You get where I'm going with that. I agree that the president has not politically served his own cause. I've been pointing that out this entire time. But it doesn't change the fact of whether or not there's an emergency at the border. Just like you may not, you, you may like having sex with your girlfriend out of wedlock because she's hot. But so's hell. And, and no matter how hot your girlfriend is, doesn't change the temperature of hell. Hell's either really hot and really forever, or it's not. You may prefer that it's not hot. You may prefer that it's not forever, but your preference doesn't change whether that's true. Is what I'm saying making any sense at all, Kyle? Yeah, some of what you're saying is making sense. There's, there's the ultimate uh, uh, forgiver, which is, is why when we screw up with our girlfriend, we don't have to worry about hell being hot, whereas with the border, we still have... Uh, uh, real concerns if we make the wrong choice here. Um, and I understand yes. what you're saying. Um, it, I think it flows back to when you basically were uh, equating uh, Trump to Samson because you don't have to be a good guy for the right thing to be done. Um, right. And I agree something needs to be done here. So I, would, I, I don't think you're fake news, but I think sometimes the, uh, the way that you posit your argument encourages people to uh, take umbrage with uh, what needs to be done or what should be done. Does that make sense? All right, that's fair. That's fair. Sure. I appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I was invited to an event recently and I won't say who it was with because I love this guy, love this person. I was invited to an event recently and uh, this person has really unique access to world leaders. And he came, he comes to the event and the whole time he talked about how much he loved Donald Trump. And he used to be a never Trump person. And so the whole time he talked about his evolution on Trump. And we never heard anything at all about 
his unique access to these world leaders. And I don't, I, I, I'm Tommy Lee Jones and the fugitive. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I, I can, I can get a million op opinions on how much you love Trump or hate Trump today. You know what I couldn't get from anybody but him? What his last two hour lunch with El Sisi in Egypt was like. I wanted to hear about that. Because I, that's, that's what I can't get anywhere else. We are allowing our fixation one way or the other. It's like everybody's gay now. Here's what I mean by that. When you're not being gay with your gay lover, what are you doing the other 23 and a half hours a day? What's your favorite ball team? What pizza toppings do you like? What's the last movie you saw? Well, I'm gay. Okay, okay cool. Um, looking forward to Avengers Endgame. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, we're all gay. We, 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 that, and that's all we are. I love Trump. I love it. Yeah. Get it all over me. Orange man, bad. Orange man, bad. Well, he actually just invented a clean, renewable energy. Orange man, bad. Orange man, bad. Um, he just discovered the cure for, uh, orange man, bad. Orange man, bad. It's just like, we're all gay. So when we're not being gay with we're, the other people we're gay with, what do we do the rest of the day? What do we do? Favorite ice cream. When you're not gay, what do you do? Favorite ice cream. Which one do you like? When you're, when you're sitting there at the DQ and you're not looking at the DQ, you're figuring out which blizzard I'm going to eat. And you're like, because that's not when you're like, you know, I'm gay. What, what blizzard would a gay man eat? What blizzard do you like? Is there anything else you are? Are we anything else other than your opinion of Donald Trump today, one way or the other? Are we anything else? I'm going to be asking this question more and more. Because what's happening is many of you cannot posit an answer to me on something objective without inserting your feelings of Trump. Congratulations. You place a higher value on him than even his own ego does. I didn't think it was possible. You did it! One more Will Ferrell reference for you today. Hey, if you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950 before you consider replacing them. That's an expensive purchase. I've had to do that before. Hey, at least give this a shot. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. And with water, Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. And it's got an antibacterial component that removes pet stains and odors from carpet and padding. And it's uh, that also makes it safe for your family and pets. And you know what? You can use it to clean anything in your house, even the really nice nice uh, granite countertops, garage floors, oil and grease stains. The entire home can be cleaned with Genesis 950. So before you purchase new carpet, before you make that expensive choice, at least give Genesis 950 a try. You can get it right now at Genesis950.com. That's the website. Genesis950.com and they'll throw in a free spray bottle and a discount when you use promo code blaze okay genesis 950.com go there before you make that big carpet purchase 
Use Genesis950.com. Gentlemen, good to see you. Thanks for joining us here today. Always a fun. The Blaze Roundtable coming your way as long as the rest of our outstanding content here at The Blaze as well. We are back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network. 